Bucks, man. Bobby. How's he going, buddy? Bobby. Hey, bro. my man. First of all, first of all, what an intro. You hear me, bro? We got we got we got compliments and diarrhea. You know, we, we played both for <laughs> I love your balance. You've always been a perfectly balanced human. <laughs> that's the way to go right there. Well, that's that's why how I feel about you. Like I said, you're very elegant. And, you know, I got to make sure I'm on my A game. Absolutely love it. Hey, how you doing, dude? How you holding dude, I'm up? I'm doing good, man. It's about time I got you on here. I know. I'm so stoked. I was upset because I was supposed to be on, like, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And then something came up. Yes. But we're here now. The life and... of a photographer. Always. Always. Well, you never I mean, dude, it's, fu it's funny because every time we have a conversation in real life, uh you more than anybody i'm always like this needs to be a, we should why isn't this being recorded right now <laughs> well you do the same thing like i do with a lot of people too is is we'll get into something and we're about to go really in depth with it right like it's just right there and then it's like wait wait for the podcast <laughs> yeah, i know we just had one of those moments so much, the other day there's we, we did we just had that moment but um if people could be a fly on the wall or the fly on the tube when we were intertubing in morongo <laughs> uh, that was, you know, we just have vaguer conversations, but it's just because, you know, we're thoughtful guys. That's it, dude. Dude, that, that, let me tell you, a lazy river is, is home away from home. <laughs> dude, if you want to really connect with someone, this is for anybody. You just go out, find a lazy river, pump up one of those yellow floaties, or maybe or a flamingo one if you're feeling classy. That's right. And just, just lay out there with your bros. You know, we were even <laughs> connected, you know. We had our, our legs intertwined. You never know what it was. Bro, we were there for, like, we were there for a bit, man. We were yeah. there for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's good, man. Well, we have just so many similar interests as well in terms of cinema and, you know, beautiful things like that, man. But, um, well, I mean, speaking of what something we were holding on to the podcast why don't we just and for and, and everybody watching make sure you fill up the question box for my man brandon i know bro when i announced you as a guest people were going crazy and quite honestly, the... that is a that is surprising because i would assume nobody knew who i was <laughs> so... dude you're making quite the split splash in the social media game okay well i mean that's good we love it yeah. how um <laughs> Cause I do okay. So obviously, I see your dude. Your TikToks are so cool. Like everybody knows, like the, the quality of them are just so interesting. And I feel like you're you're starting to have a lot more of a presence on there. Um, how like it's interesting when a photographer, because like you feel like Instagram is, is like a photographer's playground, right? And then there's like TikTok, but then like the the social medias that really like dominate the space are more like video based. So I think yeah. you do a really good job of infusing the two. Can you kind of like express how you were gonna display your creativity through uh, a video form when you're like more of on the photography side yeah i think it um i mean dude honestly it's been something i've done from the start of my career you know intertwining the two i always started off first as like um as a videographer so that's kind of how i started so intertwining photos actually became a little more easy right because all it is is, is documentation of the process you know so it was actually pretty simple to uh, to intertwine the two. I, I know, like, to say it's simple maybe a little uh, uh, a little headstrong because people may look at it and think, "Wow, this is this is difficult." But for me, it wasn't like it. it you know, yeah. it wasn't as difficult as maybe it comes off as to some people. But also, if I sound like I'm losing my voice. I definitely was singing my heart out in rock band last night. Oh, you had a <laughs> rock band concert? Yeah, it, it, let me let me tell you, it was it was a show. It oh, was bro, a show. I want to do one of those. <laughs> 
Bro, but, Rock Band is one of the, the world's greatest games. Dude, and when you have, like, a good group by you, man, you'll lose your voice like I did. <laughs> Capron's in here, too. He said he loves you. Hi, oh, my God. Hey, hi, Capron. I the love goat. you. The GOAT is, 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 um, is in our presence. But, yeah, continue. Uh, but, yeah, dude, it, it really, like, intertwining the two uh, became, like, an easier process than I thought. And yeah. I didn't know I was going to take to TikTok so easily, you know, um, coming mm -hmm. from just, like, purely photo stuff. I, I did a lot of video work, not in, not in the short form realm, though. Always did longer stuff. Um, maybe, maybe like the shortest forms were like three, four minutes, but never, never, you know, how quick can we get it right under 30 seconds, get people yeah. in there. So it's kind of fun for me though. But I mean, I feel like, I feel like there's so much more work to be done and, and I'm excited about that because I'm already seeing growth. You know, I, I look at old ones and I'm like, oh man, there's so many things I did differently, you know? Um, yeah. but it's, the, I mean, that's kind of the point of the process, right? Is just to see that, that growth. Yeah, it's crazy the learning curve too is like so like like especially course, like all this stuff. How do you feel about the sort of like ca capturing an audience in a more short form long rather because I think me and you are more fans of like the long term, not like the yeah. wild wild west shootouts, but like the well yeah. thought out process storyline. And I mean, I, I do like it to an extent, but I don't know. I just have a more of like a heart for you know drawing the things out and like really telling the story and i think you can't do it as much in stuff like yeah. that i think i think there's a there's a time and place for short form you know being like instagram and tiktok is now built for that kind of stuff but i don't know i think you know it's it's the attention span you know it, yeah. it, people people like to see something and then move on to the next thing and if they're not captivated in 10 seconds or less then all of a sudden it's not fun which i feel like <laughs> sucks because you know the the part of, of that kind of cinema is dying the long form, you know? I, I feel like it's a little it's a little tougher to put out something so engaging. Or yeah. at least something on a scale that isn't already established, like Marvel movies or DC movies, you know? There's yeah. you know, not many new movies coming out that you hear about that it's gonna yeah. keep you captivated for so long. So Yeah, it's crazy because yeah. Some of like the best the movies are like The Godfather first for instance is like three hours oh, or something. But like I can sit through the whole thing, but a lot of people yeah. are like, What bro? Like are you crazy? Lord of the Rings it, too. Oh dude, wait, where is it? Right here. You oh know. yeah. <laughs> you guys didn't know me. That's how me and Brandon first bonded. As I noticed the uh, the ring and uh that's how we just got that's how we do we were lovers from the start. Oh dude, lovers from day from day one, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's fascinating. But uh, I, I think that there there all be there always be a place for. It. I think it might fluctuate back and forth over time. And I think like I mean, dude, at some point there may be there may be a TikTok version for longer form content. You know, mm -hmm. there may be instead of a hey, this is how you make short content. Hey, we only allow a minute or more on this platform. Wow, yeah. It, it may be tough, but you never know. Could be a future for it. It could and maybe maybe you'll be the one to develop the app. Who knows? God, I I hope so. I know nothing about that. <laughs> we'll use the Dogecoin money. Oh my God, dude, Doge is a dude. Exactly. What's going on with crypto right now? I don't know, man. I try not to just pay attention because it uh sometimes upsets me. Stresses <laughs> me out. Yeah, I've decided yeah. to bury it away like my old high school embarrassing memories that I will just keep deep down. In. The only the, like the only plus side is regardless of where it's at. I'm still up. You're still up. Yeah. We're good. You know, yeah. we're in a good we're place. Good. So good. can't complain. We'll buy our rocket ships pretty soon. Absolutely. We'll be on Mars in no time. <laughs> uh, well, uh, tell me about, uh, I know a lot about your passions. I know a lot about you, but tell me about, it's all sparked from, I know Steven Spielberg is a big inspiration of you, which is why I could see so much 
Oh man, that's why we connect so much because you know he's so great. But uh, tell me about what really what got you into capturing a story. And um, before a lot of people probably would just think of you maybe as a photographer, but like you said, you did videography, and I know you're really passionate about uh, film. Yeah. Um, so could you kind of tell me about how you first fell in love with that? Some of your biggest inspirations and how that has developed into a love of photography, and then how you still have goals for both down the down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it kind of actually, I, I, I feel like I, well, I feel like I was a late bloomer, although I know a lot of people nowadays still don't, you know, even at my age, know exactly what they want to do. And that's fine. There's nothing, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Um, I think if anything, exploring your options is more important sometimes than knowing something so soon. But I, uh, in high school, uh, like uh, sophomore year, I started to really like really fall in love and it was a lot of like Spielberg films I was watching and I was most captivated by, by that kind of content. And yeah. so it, it, it all kind of started there and I just invested so much time into it and so much energy. And I learned all about the film industry and, and it, the, the part that was most intriguing is that not everybody can make it, you know, it, it's a very selective industry. And so there really are a lot of talented people in it and it's because they worked hard and they got to where they got because of, you know, all the time they put in. So yeah. I was like, oh, this is intriguing to me. I like this. And, um, from there, many, many years of, of purely just film for the most part. And I decided that why not take up, you know, the, um, you know, the, the sister to, to filmmaking, which is photography, you know? And so I decided to do that. And, and I absolutely fell in love with traveling and learning about places, things, people, everything. I feel like photography is so much fun because I can bond with a lot of people over it. And they don't have to like right? I could yeah. show them something and tell them a place I've been to. And that's already something we connect on. And they don't even have to love photography in the slightest. And I feel like yeah. that is already like, you know, that's fun for me. It's actually, it, I can I can attest it to mine and my girlfriend's relationship is, you know, we'll go and travel to these places that, you know, maybe I just want to take photos of, but it's a memory that she can keep and we can talk about, you know, the journey to get there, what it, what it felt like, how difficult yeah. it was. There's so many, you know, so many different things. And so for other people to connect to me on that level is nice. And that's kind of like a rewarding part of it. It's all, it was the photography as well. It was all self-taught as well. Cause like a lot of people I feel like try to get into it and you know, you got, there's like a hundred different options, not hundred, but a lot of different options for cameras and stuff. So like, what, how do you, how did you first get into that and figure out what you were going to, what you were going to use and how, how to establish a shot. Like some people, yeah. you know, take classes or whatnot, but I feel like the best kind of people really just go and just figure it out on the fly, which is really interesting. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Bobby, I went to, I went to college and tried to stay in classes and I dropped out. Yeah. So it was definitely like, I tried to go the traditional route mm -hmm. and I just, I realized that, that I, I could probably teach myself, most of these things you know yeah hopefully. well i always and, thought that was interesting that there's like art class or photography class because it's like you could teach maybe the technical skills but how yeah. do you teach someone about like enduring the moment or really capturing like a story or something like that? it's like, well, how, like that's impossible to teach that's the biggest like that's the biggest argument i have is that you know you could take both routes and none of them matter but i do feel like you know you can't teach somebody how to make something look nice, you know? And, and that's, that's subjective. It's the thing everybody says art subjective. And it is, that's so true. Yeah. Uh, but you really can't, you know, you can't teach that it is, it is self-taught. You have to, you know, you have to be able to captivate a moment and make it something, 
you know, bigger than it is. So yeah, I mean, dude, it's like, I tried, I tried the traditional route. I really did. Cause I knew that as soon as I tried to get into the film industry, it's always going to be like, Hey, where's that resume? You know, where did you yeah. go to school? Where did you graduate? And I, you know, yeah. it just, for me, it, I felt, I felt kind of lost in it because what I was being taught, I already knew and felt like I could teach. And that's why I realized, Ooh, I maybe should just try this myself, you know, and it's hard. Oh God, yeah. it's hard. But I mean, it's, it's going to be worth it in the end for sure. For sure. It's almost like, this is something I always think about. What do you think about this too? It seems like any type of like filmmaker, cause I just obsess about, how people, I, I watched endless videos of how actors, comedians, directors, how, like their stories, how they made it, what they did, what the process was, how they grinded, what opportunity led to what, what they yeah. did to stick it out, like the, the, the failures to like ultimate, ultimately the succession. And then I think of myself uh, and like how, what story I'm gonna tell. And that's always like a good motivation, but it almost seems like everyone that does quote unquote, or like make it or do something big worthwhile, like, started it without like the traditional route it's almost like it's a prerequisite requisite for what you actually want to do yeah well i'll tell you what the weirdest the weirdest ones are the ones that didn't go to school either you know yeah. <laughs> like the freaks it's always the, the best people like tarantino like worked at a video store yeah. like do you know his story like yeah. he was just working at a uh, what a, like a blockbuster or something and he Dude, studied film and he just looked yeah. at how it was written and then he would just write his own stuff. Like he didn't go to school. Like I don't want to know anyone who just like went to like all four years of school. <laughs> like it was like, I learned all this stuff in the way. It's like, I don't know. Well, I mean, like, dude, you don't want to tell people not like, to, but then again, it's like, no, it never works out. Like Sylvester Stallone, I was just um, listening to an interview about him uh, when he made Rocky, I guess like, he was like super poor. He had to sell his dog. He was so poor. Like that's how to sell your dog. <laughs> yeah, like that. He's had to be brought that up. But he's like, I. He said he wrote Rocky the script for Rocky in like three days. He said ninety percent of it was crap. But like yeah. he had the costume. He just like pitched it, and someone liked it. And they were gonna pay him like three hundred thousand dollars, but they weren't gonna let him star. And he said, no, I have to star in it. So he like denied a three hundred thousand dollar offer when he had just sold his dog. But he Dude. just, like, continued to pursue a dream, and it just, like, worked out for him. And he was, like, you know, I think he was, like, a gigolo or something. That's kind of weird. Yeah. But, but, like, <laughs> he, he definitely did have the traditional route. Yeah, well, dude, I mean, it's even, like, so, I mean, uh, it, it seems a little, you know, uh, hypocritical of me to, to not take the traditional route because Steven Spielberg did, you know? Oh, did he really? Uh, yeah, he went to, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he went to Cal State Northridge. Oh, um, yeah, so, which is, like, a, a, you know, pretty, like, prestigious film academy, you know? But I think so, he had to do things outside of the status quo in order to course. achieve the greatest, which is, like, always kind of yeah. how it goes. I think that's what it is. If, if, like, you take the traditional route, you're definitely, you know, you're you're going to know a lot more about how the industry works because that is where, like, I probably lack a lot of information is how the industry works. But, you know, he you, you have to utilize your artistic ability, and that's that's what he did. So that's, you know, you know, there is going to be ups and downs of everything. Yeah. So I feel like you just got to take the route that you're most comfortable with. And apparently I'm comfortable with the very non-traditional route. So Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, YouTube is a whole other weird game of, like, getting into Bro. that. 100%. 100%. Drake just said, hey, Brandon, what you got on, by the way? Oh, don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, man, there's so – okay, there's so many different questions I get asked about. Um, let's just get into the social media thing. But, uh, we, yeah. We've got to tackle that one, of course. Of course, yeah, yeah. How do you go – like, 
how do you become a mob filmer? How do you start working for, a lot of people probably know, both of us uh, starting out, uh, breaking into like Funk Bros and the mob and everything. How do you do that? And what are your thoughts when you're first walking into a, a YouTube house, <laughs> filming, like coming with the same mentality and filming these people's lives that make silly videos online and get yeah. paid a lot of money to do so? Yeah, I, I mean, Oh, it's, it's, it's a, it's the craziest story. There's uh there's job websites. <laughs> I legit went on one of those and I actually just applied for it. And Zip recruiter, <laughs> no. please sponsor the show. No, really. So it's like, all it was is I, so I had a real estate job prior and listen, I, I was financially in, in the best place I may have ever been, but to me, I wasn't, I wasn't happy. And if I'm not happy in a situation, I will definitely separate myself from the situation. That's just kind of like how it is. But I, I would go learn as well. Yeah, every day, every single day, I'd apply for you know at least three, four jobs. And I kid you not, dude, I would spam every single thing. I'd get messages, and I didn't even know I applied for the job. <laughs> and then I'd read the job again, and, I'm, and I think to myself, "Ooh, I don't know if I'm down for that one anymore." That's the way but, to go, though. Like yeah. people always are like, "Oh, it's so hard to get a job. Like, how am I going to get a job?" College students are always like, "Oh, how do you get a job?" Like, seriously. The first job I got, like working for a construction company, doing like marketing and social media, like I didn't know what the <laughs> I was doing. I was flying drones I have no permits for. Uh, but like seriously, like I just like I, right out of college, I was hustling. I was sending resumes. I convinced yeah. the boss at at the company to give me some made up jobs. <laughs> I just convinced them that he needed. So like, I just go and you send out enough things. And it's kind of similar, like when you were saying, like, oh, I went on a job website, but you're almost like throwing yourself into the universe and just being like, take me wherever it needs to go. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I did, I did that, and I, I do that, you know. Well, I'd like to say I did it every day, but at some point it became exhausting, and I ran out of jobs to apply for because I applied for all of them on every site. So I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just kept, I kept applying, 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 and I got a message back from the mob. I had, I had zero, Bobby, I had zero idea who the hell the mob was. <laughs> Did you ever watch vlogs or YouTube at all? Uh, I did, but I just didn't know. I didn't know what the mob was. So, like, I, I've, like, been in the YouTube game, um, and YouTube I just game. wasn't aware. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I just wasn't aware of, of who they were. So, I got a message back, and it was like, hey, we're interested in you. Are you able to maybe start on these specific days? And I, uh, I was like, yeah, sure, absolutely. Uh, and so, I go. And I shadow, uh, I shadow Gunner. This is when I was going to Gunner. And dude, I walk in and I'm just like, what? Tell me about, tell me about you driving into a place. Like, what do you see? What do you think? Like, what are you thinking before? What are you telling your girlfriend? Like, uh, I'm going to go like do this thing with these YouTubers. And like, tell me like what you see, like what your feelings are when you're walking in, like when you're looking at people and stuff. Because I know you're a very perceptive guy as well. Yeah, if you can kind of like uh, recollect like your initial thoughts. I would just love to hear that. Yeah, well, so this is so this is definitely at the time too, where where there were so many people at the house at one time, mm -hmm. you know, and and so I'm so I'm just driving up, and the first thing like the first thing I notice is uh, well, well I notice all the Teslas, which always gets me intrigued, <laughs> um, but I notice Appa sitting in the in the driveway. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I, what is this right now? Gabriel's like, wrapped car. Yeah, Gabriel's wrapped car. And so I see Appa, and I'm like, okay, oh, all right, that's cool. Um, I see this beautiful house, and mind you, like, I, I have no idea who's in this house, right? If if anything, this I'm not even. This could be some sex cult. 
I, that's what I'm saying. I have no idea, man. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I, I, um, this is what I, I, so I meet Jen outside. Jen brings me in and, and Capron's like on rollerblades. Corey's running through the house. Dude, there's so much shit. It's an overload of senses, man. I kid you not. It is an absolute overload of senses. And I, I'm like, what the fuck? And so I, I do realize that I feel like I've seen Corey from somewhere. I don't know where, but I feel like I've recognized, you know, Corey and, and even Capron. I'm like, okay, I kind of recognize this. And I was then told, like, while I was there, oh, these are the funk bros. And I'm like, okay, I, I think I've seen, like, I've seen something from them, or I feel like I've yeah. seen something from them. Um, and it was just from there an absolute wild ride. Gunner's like, okay, basically what you're going to do is you're going to invade the shit out of their business. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> great. I have no idea who these people are, and they have no idea who I am. But okay, I guess this is what we're doing. So, um, so yeah, I mean, the day goes by, and it's super fun. Everybody's, everybody's very welcoming. And, like, dude, I'll say that till the day I die. There's some of the nicest people there and just like most welcoming. Exactly. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, dude, it was just a sensory overload walking into the house. What a I weird, remember, what a weird, weird situation. Dude, I remember you being there and Capron's like, okay, just make sure don't step in front of Bobby. Gotta always stay behind Bobby. I'm like, got it. Stay behind Bobby. No problem. Sounds good. <laughs> oh but, my goodness. That's so but, crazy. Yeah, dude, it was just a lot of stuff going on, but it was exciting for me. And this is something I remember telling my girlfriend afterward is that, it felt like something was always going on and it's, it's very busy and, and that's, that's fun, right? There's always, yeah. there's always something for me to do. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was just the weirdest thing to go from applying on these job sites and expecting, to be honest, expecting doing like a regular nine to five, just kind of half film, half maybe desk job to going to whatever the hell I stepped into. <laughs> Um, but I'm super, I'm super grateful that, that doing all that put me in this situation, you know, and now yeah. look at me, I'm live with you. <laughs> My goodness, so, bro, you, you made it, you made it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no, bro, but that's really interesting. And like, how do you, like, how did the, um, like the skills translate? Cause I mean, like, how did you tackle the approach of diving into a, a new kind of medium? You know, it's still videography at the end of the day, but it's like sort of like going by the seat of your pants. Like there's no books or there's no like like layout for how you can work within that kind of stuff. So how do you yeah. sort of use what you've already known and just kind of shape? Because what I, what I really like about you too, which a lot of people I think can learn from is from the get-go, I mean, you're, you're a very personable guy. We all know that you're just so lovely. But like, <laughs> you know, you, you weren't afraid to just get up there and just start working and you, you, were fi you figured it out. There was no playbook for you. There was no, yeah. there was no employee handbook. And that's the sort of scary thing that happens with these jobs, but it's also something that's really exciting. And if you can get that down, then everyone's like, okay, this guy can like roam with the wolves on them. So like, how, how did you use what you had already known? And then like, how do you think it like, like what was your thought process for like formulating uh figuring out like uh what to do and and then because like the mob is like interesting as well because you got to take sometimes some really boring days and like turn it, yeah. you essentially were the main storyteller right because you yeah. not only filmed but you edited so the people produce the content but you have to create the story because it's not like you know capern or anyone can have time to really develop like what's going on so how did you just like take out the mundane stuff and was it was it was that interesting aspect of it for you too or was it like really challenging sometimes or um i think uh, to be fair the most challenging thing was finding that that 
not only personal space, but comfortability with the people, I think would help me a lot is that, you know, I had already worked with people before. And so I understand, you know, how people, you know, want to be per like perceived, you know, and how people want to be shown. And so to me, I, my job really is to, you know, capture everything that goes on and, and deliver on this interesting, you know, narrative of these people's lives. And what helped was that they all had already been part of this for, I don't know how many months, like before me, but they had already been part of that whole, you know, mob thing. So yeah. it, it was better when everybody was already comfortable in front of the camera. And I'm not a YouTuber. So I'm naturally not like, I'm, I'm not like that comfortable in the camera to where I'll say anything and do anything outlandish, but they all were because that's what they signed up for. And that's what they've been doing all their lives. So it was very much as soon as I was given the okay from all of them, then it was that, okay, you respect what I'm doing. I respect what you're doing. Let's, let's get this done, you know? And um, so what, what was weird is that it's, it's very, you know, it, it's not a traditional style for me. I had never done like a reality TV show kind of thing. So I really didn't apply a lot of any of my knowledge to this. It was so much a blank slate. I didn't know how to approach it. I didn't know what to do, um, but it was, it was much easier than anticipated because everybody was so open to being put on camera. Again, that's nice. what it was for, you know? Yeah. So it was that, but I mean, man, it was, it, yeah, it's, it's, well, it's I mean, been it was nice too because you could see like within the comments and just like the overall general population when you had come in and started um you know when you had started videoing and and um editing it you you took it to another level that people really noticed and yeah. i thought that was really interesting because you were able to just adapt and put your own kind of flavor on it which i think what, what people responded really well to and now they can kind of see that in, in just your overall being itself to what you're doing now um, but that being said, too, with the, everybody's nose now, like the mob is, is no is no more. It's dissolving. Yeah. It's going away. And it felt like the quality was getting better, but it just was kind of like going down. Do you think that it was just a lack of people being together or it's like how, you know, do you think that the people there were, weren't wild enough? Because maybe just not as interesting when you just have really cool people. Like, yeah, that's great. But I don't know if that's what people want to see. Like, where do you think that that kind of went? Because you did so good, like helping it progress where sometimes I feel like you didn't have a lot to work with. Yeah, I, I think that's the hardest thing is like creating a story with not many people is difficult, you know, especially when it is reality TV. And I think the reason yeah. it was so good before is everybody was stuck in one house, you know, they're stuck in one house, they get sick and tired of each other. And that's when things start to become interesting. Yeah. Um, and so going into it, it was very much, you know, people were starting to you know, take more trips, do this, go hang out with people. It wasn't so, so uh, COVID influenced now because it was, you know, things were becoming more readily available for people to do. So, um, so it was tough. It, it, it was, it was tough to try to figure out this story to tell with minimal kind of content, you yeah. know, or at least content that wasn't as interesting as what sure. people would want to see. But uh, I mean, we, you know, we worked with what we had and, you know, we tried to make it happen. Ultimately, yeah. you know, everything yeah, I tried I tried to have many sex affairs with multiple different people <laughs> you know I was trying to but, sleep around everybody but, was denying me okay I mean the only one who agreed was me and that's not gonna cause much trauma <laughs> I wanted to have the WWE dwarf smackdown okay I wanted to be canceled but nobody was on board <laughs> no yeah that's 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 interesting but um 
yeah, I think it's all going to work out for the better for everybody. And uh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, there are people that are that are obviously you know hurt by the situation, but everybody has a positive you know response yeah. to it, and there's always something good to come out of a bad situation. So definitely, that's yeah. the key to life. Uh, where's your favorite place that you've tracked? Because okay, guys, if you didn't know, we're talking to a. Nat Geo published. Forbes published. Not, yeah, it's not Nat. I God, Bobby, I wish. <laughs> Wait, was it Nat Geo? No, it's not Nat Geo. No, I it is. Forty uh, told me that before. No, it's not Nat Geo. It's Forbes. No, that's that's Forbes. pretty good as well. If Forbes, you I, don't bat an eye at Forbes. <laughs> Forbes is Forbes is not a toilet read. That's like a sit down when you're having coffee on the coffee table. Okay, Bobby. That's no. Last the last job I had the like the reason I got the job is because I dropped I dropped Canon and Forbes published like mad and that was legit like what intrigued him and I was like yeah buddy <laughs> tell me about that first of all how you got into the Forbes uh what's that like when you see your yourself published in a publication that is world renowned Fortune 500 and then we'll get more into the travel stuff yeah um I mean dude it was actually like. It was okay. So the chain of events really started with I had a buddy who is a journalist, really, really good guy. Um, and we we've always kept in touch. He's always been a really cool guy. He would hit me up every now and then we'd go and like film some things for you know, for anything, whatever he needed. And um, there was one day in particular where this publicist decided to put out a, a post and asked if anybody could take photos for her tomorrow. And so he proceeded to tag me in it. I reached out it actually took a few days and she responded back to me and she said, let's, let's make it happen. She was, um, I didn't know who she was at all. Um, but it didn't matter. I needed something. I needed business. I needed anything, you know, I, I really need to make yeah. content. So, um, so yeah, I started shooting uh, photos, uh, photos for her and turns out she had been connected with a lot of good people. One of them being, uh, Floyd Mayweather, which was, yeah, incredibly exciting. Nice. Um, she, that's not a bad she name. His, um, she does all of his uh, birthday parties. So she puts oh, them okay. Together. That's got to be interesting. Yeah. Well, she says it's, it's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, it makes sense, right? He probably wants a lot of things. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, he's like, give me three Lamborghinis, uh, you know, all these cool watches. He's <laughs> yep. like, excuse me, what? I don't even know if they make those. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? He probably says a lot of things that don't exist, and she has to figure out how they're going to exist. Anti-gravity <laughs> machine right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so I started working with her for a while, and she kept calling me back. And um, one of the one of the particular shoots was for a client of hers, and he was creating a electric scooter company when they were kind of like on the rise and booming. And I shot photos for him, and it was a studio shoot, just something super simple, like just portrait work of that. Uh, maybe like, God, I want to say a few weeks after, a couple weeks after, she sends me a message. And she goes, oh, by the way, like this happened. And she shows me the article and she circles my name at the bottom of it. And it's my photo published in, it, wait, is it Forbes? Yeah, it is Forbes, yeah. Is it Forbes? I think it's Forbes. Uh, okay, <laughs> so I didn't, I always get like, there's the magazine texts are always throwing me off because they all look the same. And so I always forget, you know, which one it is. But, um, but yeah, so uh, she shows me the photo and it's published in Forbes. And I'm like, holy shit, that's like, absolutely insane uh what, what it was is it was like companies it was there was an article and there were startup companies and uh she got it she got it published onto forbes and i was like holy shit that's crazy that's so cool you have that framed i bet you better have that framed somewhere well i mean i actually like it's on the website so i could just really look it up whatever 
Oh, nice. That's that digital. That's that. Hey, man, you got an NFT, that bitch. That's what I'm saying. I should, right? I actually should. <laughs> Go full fledged on NFT. That's cool. Where's um? So I mean, I know you love travel. Like, where's the where do you, where's your favorite place to take pictures? And where's the coolest place that you've ever taken a photo? You think? Uh well, coolest place ever was Italy. But I was really bad at photography, and I unfortunately have nothing to show for that trip. Oh, but, man, that means you got to do another uh, mission over there soon. I know, 100%. 100%. But no, so Italy Italy was, like, easily the best place. But, oh, dude, it's so, like, it's so hard to choose. I want to say, like, one of the most, one of the most, like, blissful moments is, um, is probably an Oregon trip I took with my girlfriend and her family beautiful and and just like we we sat on top of these these amazing dunes and just saw one of the most epic sunsets i've ever seen in my life and i just snapped so many photos it was a great moment it was like not only just the photos i loved but it was also the moment and what i was doing and everything was just so so blissful kind of sounds a little cliche but like damn that's you know that's what it is yeah right? that's, that's so, it that's what it's all about yeah. And so, yeah, I think like Oregon might be a place aside from, you know, Italy that always, always sticks with me because it's just one of like, one of the moments I'll remember forever, you know, no matter you know yeah. what happened. Uh, but dude, there's, there's so many, Bobby. I, I just don't know, you know? <laughs> you, 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 I mean, dude, you're a man oh of many, who wears man. many hats and has been many places. Tell me about, we, this is something you want to say, was it? And in Vancouver. My girlfriend's actually sitting behind me, and she was like, Vancouver. And I was like, I she forgot. Is? Oh, oh, tell her I said hi. She, she's as <laughs> mysterious as the Bob Filmer, but I'm the first one to met, have met her, by the way. It's all the mod yes. people, so they can be jealous. Um, yeah. No, but Vancouver was Vancouver was really beautiful. I feel like Vancouver was, was one of my favorite trips, but in terms of, like, just memories and, like, moments, that, that was just great. It was just so, so chill. Who's, be uh, who's better at Beat Saber? This is a question for you and your girlfriend, by the way. She, okay, here's the thing. Bobby, Tell me she's the got thing, the high right? score. Bobby, she pretty much owns every goddamn high score on that game, and I hate it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. She just seems like she would. Bro, there's only one song that I have a high score on, and it's only because she hasn't played it after me that I have a high score on it. <laughs> dude, that's so funny. We have still yet to play together. We do have to play together really bad. Hey, dude, I really love each other. Added on there. What's going on, Brad? It's because you know. Dude, I don't know. I don't it's like know. you know. What you, I it's like do? when you see a friend all the time, and you just you, you just pick up every time we leave off. I feel like we we never need to supplement each other with any type of cliche Bro. nonsense bullshit because we're always on each other's mind. That's it. But you know what, dude? Not not even just that though. But like, we'll probably play a lot more too because like we may not be at the house or whatever. So like, Bro. we'll definitely have to connect in other ways we'll play some ping Never pong see each other again. And don't cry don't cry don't cry <laughs> <laughs> but no um, we definitely will yeah uh this is something that we said we wanted to hold off the pod podcast and i've been thinking about this a lot too is when you were talking about um like embracing the suck almost like when you're going yeah. out like you like to be uncomfortable and some of your favorite shoots or adventures are when you really got to push yourself or not be in an environment that you really like. Uh, yeah. Tell me about that. Dude. Why, why does that like drive you? Cause that's, I find that fascinating. I think that's a really cool quality. Yeah. I, I feel like for one, it, it, for me, it's, uh, it's rewarding because I know not everybody will do what I did, you know, in, in that moment. And so 
I love the idea of, of getting out of my comfort zone. And when I see the photos I take or any of the artwork I make, I know that God damn that moment to get that photo was awful. But without that moment, I would have never been here and took that photo, did this, did that. I remember telling you about uh, one, one like particular moment is when I was, I was hiking up this absolutely stupid, massive sand dune, just a massive, massive sand dune. And I was carrying, I don't know how many pounds of film equipment, but it felt like way more than it should have been. And I was struggling. <laughs> I was struggling to get to the top. Knees, of eat, knees weak, arms are heavy. Dude, it felt like a lot more than that. <laughs> I, dude, I was struggling to get up this hill. And there were moments where, where I was like, man, I could really just, just quit right now and whatever, man. Like, I don't care. But getting to the top of that sand dune, seeing the photos, again, it was like a memory of my girlfriend. She absolutely beat my ass up that hill. But, yeah. I mean, it was, it was like that moment that, that made me realize, oh, you know what? It is a lot about the journey to get there aside from the photos I took, you know? And I feel like yeah. I feel like that's almost just as important to me. Do you think that energy almost like transcends into like the final product at all? Or do you think that's just one? A thousand, a thousand percent. Like, cool. I, feel like, I feel like some of the best photos I've taken are the ones that are the hardest to get because I also will probably put the most effort into them because in my mind, I'm like, oh, if I don't get any ha anything out of this, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like- Yeah, for sure. What do you think but, it means to like have like an eye? Do you think that's a real thing or do you think everyone has like an eye? I think everybody does have an eye. I really do. But I think uh, I think having having an eye to please a multitude of normal people is different than having an eye to please yourself. You know, you know if that makes any sense. Yeah. So creating artwork for other people to enjoy but like the normal, you know, majority of masses, I think is almost harder to do than it is to just please yourself because I can create anything and, and I'll love it. Right. But it's now become, yeah. how do I, how do I create something to where I can love it and other people can. And I, I actually can take the TikTok for this because I'm creating like, I'm creating content for people that I'm just going to assume a don't care about who I am and B don't care about what I have to say. So <laughs> I make it so that what I'm saying is interesting to those people. And that's like always a challenge, but I think that's where the eye comes in is uh, can you do that? You know, can you create something that, that random people that don't care about you or what you do are going to love. And so, yeah, I feel like the eye is a thing maybe. <laughs> well i mean that's that's a great way to put it because like you said a lot of a lot of stuff is subjective but of course it, it is a weird balance between trying to please others but also trying to please yourself because yeah. the, like the most important thing is to please yourself and to have fun but there is like a drive to want to please others and have other people enjoy your vision so yeah. but you just can't get too convoluted and like eat each one because if i want to end you'll just be someone that does everything for themselves and nothing will ever come about it. And then, but if you go too far on the other spectrum, then you'll just lose yourself within the, 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 the process. Yeah. I think, I think like the biggest, the biggest learning lesson is, or the lesson to learn is how do I, how do I become so consistent to loving my own stuff that, that naturally people just gravitate, you know, uh, it, you know, that's the thing. And, and it's almost like, dude, you know, same thing for comedy is, 
is you've got to love the stuff you're doing. And as soon as you love it and other people love it, it it's over. That's it. I mean, Bro. that's exactly how it is, you know? Yeah. The crazy thing about comedy, too, is it's just like the initial feedback because people can smell it on you. Like, if you're not, if you're not doing something that you like, it's going to be like a dead crowd. Uh, yeah. Or even like something that you produce online because like the laugh is either a quick response or nothing at all. So yep. it's such a weird gauge to like notice it right away to, but if you're like, I've noticed when I was doing standup and when I'm doing like just trying to be funny in general, if I'm making myself laugh, I'm making other people's laugh as much as I'm making myself laugh. If I'm nervous in my own head, just going through the systems of it and breaking it down too overcomplicated, then it's just never a good thing. I think that can apply to a lot of different things. This is where we're kind of getting out with that. Dude, absolutely. Look at, look at Justin. Yeah. I know Justin's like strong will, man of integrity. No, but you're absolutely right, dude. It really is like you gotta find you gotta find the best balance of both worlds. And it's tough, but that's that's the most fun part of the yeah. process. It's just learning. Yeah, for sure, dude. Oh, man. Look at this guy. Look at these nuggets of wisdom that we just get for Brandon, you guys. Like, Bro, I can't believe I just love cut of my ass right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, that. Dude, that's the way you gotta do it sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, I want to look at a fan question because that bubble's really firing up. Like I told you, you're a fan favorite, brother. <laughs> well, they, they, everybody's very nice. Thank you. Okay. So this is one of my favorite ones. Okay. Yeah. The deepest question ever. A, you know, AJ. First of all, this guy makes really good art. I think he's made us into like Pokemon, Star Wars characters. He wants to know, how was your day? My day my day was amazing, actually. I went to a, uh, I went to a buddy's... Um, a buddy's birthday, so oh, we nice. just were, we were just kind of chilling in the garage, Chuck just e. up. What was that? Chuck E. Cheese? Oh, no, not Chuck E. Cheese. Unfortunately, he's not. The that Chuck guy. E. Cheese was the shit when you were a kid, <laughs> dude. It really was, man. I don't even know if we still have a Chuck E. Cheese open by me anymore, but damn, Do I really kids don't even know. go to Chuck E. Cheese these days. They probably just VR Chuck E. Cheese. That's they what sit it on is. that clock. They sit on the clock ride in VR. They're like, oh, <laughs> absolutely. Remember that? Well, remember that shitty. Like Chuck E. Cheese, like car you'd go in and you'd shake yep. it like a washing yep. machine that you paid a nickel and then you'd get some fuzzy like black and white photo of you and like a molester mouse next to it. <laughs> Dude, that's my favorite ride, Bobby. Why are you talking like that? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I choose that. Mickey, I choose the the Chuck E. Cheese shake mobile ride over next to any day. Every day, bro. Every or that day. weird concert, you know, they, they played slappers up there. That guy with the purple face. Oh my gosh. Were you were you ever scared of those animatronics? Not really. I was scared. I wasn't scared of anim well, actually, you know what? Never mind. Yeah. Cause you know what scared <laughs> me the most about those motherfuckers? What scared me the most was how hard they blinked. I yeah, always made me suspicious. Cause like they're, they're like mad movements, but then it'd be like, <laughs> I'm like oh, oh, that is not natural. He's like, you'd be blasted by a gust of wind every time they blink. Dude, it was so gnarly, man. I don't even know. Scary. I don't know if I was scared of them, but I know now I'm more terrified. To be honest, I'm I'm more terrified that I wasn't more scared of it. And also, but I was more afraid of just the people in the costumes. That's when it was over for me. Because then I'm like, okay, this this motherfucker's coming off stage. No way, you get out of my bubble with that balloon. And just see the the Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> the Chuck E. Cheese now, it, this is such a funny conversation. The Chuck E. Cheese now is so much different. We had like the obese, you know, like like Twinkie eating 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Have you seen him now? He's like, uh, he's like, no. on, like cocaine. Just look him up. He's like skinny. Like he looks a lot different. Interesting. Yeah, cocaine? it looks like he, he either worked out a lot or he got into some hard drugs. And he's no, maybe. Maybe that's the sales pitch, you know? It's like, oh, Mickey, like Mickey Mouse, dude. Oh, not Mickey Mouse. Chuck E. Cheese. Goddamn. <laughs> Maybe it's the mouse on drugs. That's the sales pitch. <laughs> so the birthday party was good, though. It was good. Yes, my day was good. Thank you, AJ. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'm glad you had a good day. Because, you know, yeah, you're just... Hope everybody else had a um, good day, too. Okay. Oh, we got to get Isabel. She asked, the... oh, my goodness. She has some amazing. Uh... Yeah, Isabel's amazing. She, she's the best. Um. How about this? This is interesting. What are your plans for when the mob moves on? <gasps> so, um, Brandon I, and I are making a feature film coming this October. Yeah, one day. Um, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna still be intertwined in like you know the Funk Bros operations mm -hmm. um, as of now. So I'm hoping I just stay and I work with them, and they're gonna figure out ways to to intertwine me in the process. I don't know like how much they want me to talk about that. Cause you know, they're, they're releasing a series right now. So I don't know if they want me to go into too much detail about what's yeah. happened in the future. I know a lot of like, a lot of people already know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I will still be with the funk bros in one way or another. I just don't know exactly how, awesome. you know? Yeah. yeah. And you're always, you're always growing on your own stuff as well. So. Yeah. You guys don't follow Brandon. What's wrong with you, by the way? <laughs> Make sure you guys do that. Uh, okay, here's some other cool ones. Um, uh, oh, here's interesting. What camera do you use? I bet a lot of people would want to know that one. Um, I have a uh, Canon EOS R. So if you're a Canon lover, I would recommend that camera every day, all day. Nice. There's a kind of a <laughs> rivalry between, like, Canon and Nikon and Sony, right? Oh, they're always... There always is, but it's, it's really like the funny blood because the it's become like, like, dude, dude, straight up. No, but it's like, it's funny because yeah, it's yeah. just a big meme thing. <laughs> it's a big meme thing anyway, because most of the work really comes at the computer. You know, it's, yeah. it's like, you can, take, you can take a bad photo and make it look good. So, you know, it doesn't really matter what you're using in the end. Definitely. That makes sense. Well, that, I mean, that computer is a good concept because Isabel asked another question. How long does it take to edit a composition? Ooh, um, Oh, your man. editing game is, woo! <laughs> well, back You're so multifaceted. You can film, you can photography, and you can uh -huh. also Photoshop. You can do video editing. Like, you are a jack-of-all-trades, versatile man. Yeah. So, from, like, a, like a regular, you know, like, landscape photo, I could probably work on it for – or work and finish it in under, under 30 minutes. If it's a long composition photo with a bunch of unrealistic, you know, shit going on, um, I, it could probably take me a couple hours <laughs> to actually finish the Dang. photo. Yeah, it, it's it's a lot of staring at a screen for long periods of time. Has a, has a editing a photo ever been longer than editing a, like a long-term video at all? Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah, many, many, many times. Yeah. My favorite photo still, I always tell you, is the, uh, the Iron Giant one. Dude, that no, one is dude. so cool. Dude, nostalgia right there. Just nostalgia. I think I could probably knock out a mob video quicker than I can edit some of my old composition photos. <laughs> wow, that's insane. Yeah, man. Dang, that, I would have never guessed that. What's your yeah. favorite soup? My favorite soup? Leah Giesen. Uh, dude, dude, you know what? I have a very specific one. 
feel like uh, you are man, like a man who enjoys fine cuisine. Yeah, well, okay, so there's this famous, famous, and I, everybody says famous, you know, clam chowder, but there's a Ooh. specific one. It is Seattle? Yes. It's Seattle, and oh my God, when I tell you, you walk, In into, Seattle? This, you walk into this, uh, this, well, little, like, restaurant, cafe-looking thing, and they have plaques plastered on the wall for world's best, world's best, world's best, to everybody. They got Obama? Obama's been there? That's always a telltale shot. Dude, probably. I could imagine he went there. But, dude, it's the best goddamn clam chowder. And for wow. that reason, I'm going to lock in that clam chowder specifically. Wow, that's amazing. I'm a big fan of French onion. French onion's great. French onion always hits a spot in a good lobster yeah. fish. Oh my but, god! Uh, I gotta try that clam chowder because I'm now my stomach's growling. Dude, it's so good. You'd love it. Um, see, that's so good. Here's a really serious question. Um, okay. By ours truly, Justin King Cronus. Oh. King Cronus. Okay, let's hear it, Justin. So you know, we were talking about life and the meaning of life and <clears throat> yeah. how special yeah. it is to you know just enjoy the process and work hard yeah. and love what you're doing. How, how, how do you trim your ass hairs? <laughs> yeah, no, trim my ass hair. It's, it's so, so, Dustin, here's the thing, right, dude? Here's the thing. It's not difficult when you're helping me. That's, that's, the, that's the thing, Dustin. When you're back oh, I never thought about that. Having another man to it because they know. Why, why would I give myself scoliosis if I can get Justin to do it for me? And here's the thing about Justin. I'm his boss. So he's, <laughs> that's the thing, right? So, so man, yeah, he's got to. He's legally bounded to. That's really it. Justin's like bottom of the totem pole. So like I don't grow hair. You... I don't grow hair on my 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 butthole. Uh oh, well you're you're maybe blessed a little bit. I know, but like I wish I did because I feel left out. I don't don't feel left out. It's not even comfortable. So mm. you're you're good. You're gonna want to have a bare ass. Okay. I mean it probably would have delayed because I was late. From my diarrhea well it wasn't really diarrhea it was like soft serve you know when yeah. the soft serve comes out slowly like <laughs> that probably if i had if i had booty hair it probably would have taken a lot longer to clean yeah of course dude that's the thing right it's an easier cleanup you should be very appreciative that you don't have butthole hairs <laughs> this is why this is why i love our me and brandon's conversation you can go from like the the deep aspects of humanity to butthole ass. Dude, all it takes is one. Dude, all it takes is one. Like one. Hey, I thought of this. Let me say it to Bobby mid conversation because this be way funnier. It's so much. It's so great. It's, it's exactly like you said. You gotta go with the flow and enjoy yes. yourself. Justin uh -huh. said he wasn't supposed to know, fam. Well, it's okay. She she knows everything. Yeah. So. Maybe if you start getting good on the shaft, Justin, he'll give you a promotion. I I'm just saying, Justin. Little little pay raise, you know. You never you never know. You never know. Um, okay, let's let's uh let's look for these are pretty good uh pretty good questions. Um hmm. Hmm. Well this is interesting because I know you're like new into the do you have like if you could collab with any YouTuber, who would you collab with and why? Do you even like Ooh. wanna collab with any YouTubers? Um yeah, there's a uh there's a a super oh super dope guy. I've watched it for a long time. Uh, there's really two, but I think I'd probably go with Peter McKinnon. He's this um, amazing, amazing YouTuber that talks about videography, photography, lives in Canada. Great excuse to go to Canada. Um, <laughs> Dude. And he just, it, the wisdom is, is absolutely insane that, that comes from this man. Uh, that and Casey Neistat, naturally. Oh, yeah. Casey Neistat's <laughs> really, really cool. Absolutely. Always does crazy things, and I love that. But he's also very, very good at storytelling. Both of them are. Mm. But I'd say Peter McKinnon. 
Probably that's a guy it. too who's been doing like YouTube like for forever, and he probably Dude. just blew up like re like without even knowing that it could ever be a thing, which is so weird. That's the beauty of it, you know. You just never yeah. know when it's gonna happen. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, dude. So, all right. Were you serious about talking about move, the move to Canada? By the way, I heard you talking about that. That's something you, you dude. My girlfriend, I, my girlfriend and I always like entertain these ideas. You know, when we we have a lot of Canadian fans. Oh yeah. Oh, Isabel is from Canada. Oh, that's yeah. actually amazing. I had Brad, no idea. She's always in here. Yeah. Um. No, I mean, well, maybe you can tell me, Isabel, is it, is it worth it for sure? Because, uh, you know, we always entertain the idea. Obviously, we want to stay, you know, in our hometown. But it'd be great to move to a different location for at least, you know, a year, a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, try it out. We both love traveling. And if we ever get to the, you know, the position to where we're able to do it on the road, then maybe we would try Canada. But, um, so cool. but I think Canada would be pretty fun. A little cold for a California guy, but yeah. I mean, listen, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be so mad about that. <laughs> Dude, totally. And it's like, I, I feel like I would, I think it'd be good for like most people to experience living in another country. Cause I mean, oh, I've never been anywhere but Canada and Mexico. I want to travel a lot more, hopefully when, things are opening up i can but but then i don't think i ever want to move somewhere long term it's just because it's like america you know i just freaking yeah. you know it gives me hard to like i just like yeah. america well that's why i think it, it'd be great to go um to just another country for a small amount of time and live there yeah. you know but it's also you know it could be the hardest time ever <laughs> who knows you know getting accustomed to all new ideals is, is difficult so yeah dream photography location or uh natural phenomenon if you could if you oh could. Nat natural phenomenon uh uh tornado tornado um, well do you have a tornado or, tattoo i do yes uh, uh uh photographing a tornado would be dope also the northern lights would be amazing oh um, yes that would be so cool i think that's like on every photographer's bucket list yeah um and then you said you uh, dream location Oh man! Oh God! Uh, probably... Your girlfriend's like, I can think of a couple: Bahamas, Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> She's honestly, like, let's honestly, go make some memories. Uh, dude, honestly, every time I see this place, and we're going right back to Canada for all the, um, you know, all the uh, Canadians out there, uh, Banff would be absolutely amazing. Um, Banff, every single photo I see of it, I swear to God, it looks—it's a wallpaper. That place is yeah, just a wallpaper. For sure. So that that's probably that's probably up there for sure. That's awesome, dude. So what's like? I know you take things day day by day, but what's what's the ultimate dream? Like, what what if you could if you could be seeing yourself in a movie? What's what's the ending looking like for what you want to be doing? And how you want to be feeling? Uh, the ending is to direct a film that I absolutely love and adore, and. Uh -huh. It's, it's just it's something I could say I'm absolutely proud of and to be published in that geo. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you already are. Cause I said, no, that. I'm not. And so you, that's true. Yeah. You, I, you need to get to talking to them, Bobby. Cause I, I don't have time. I okay? gas you up all day. I'm putting beans in there. I love that. Like, no, but for like, yeah, for my, you know, professional goals, that's probably, probably the pinnacles for me. And if that's I awesome. do that at a young age, Oh my God, I'm I'm satisfied. Like I'm I'm feeling good about it, you know. So definitely well, the angle. I mean, if anyone's gonna do it to you, and I totally believe in you. 
Um, we got the countdown going down. For some reason, dude, I got to figure it out. Maybe it's in my settings or Instagram Live updated. It used to be able to go for four hours, but it can only go for an hour. I feel like wow. we could talk for, for many hours, but we're going to have multiple episodes, I'm sure, because me and you have, you know, it takes away from our personal lives sometimes because we want to just save it for podcasts. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, um, for, before we get off, before we do the final introduction, tell everyone uh, what you have going on, Instagram handles, TikToks, uh, your website, you sell uh, prints. Uh, dude, just tell everyone to go do that right now. And everybody better do exactly what he says. Tell him, Brandon. Because someone even asked, yes. uh, if I want you to shoot my sister's wedding, I saw a question in there, like, how can I contact you? Oh, yeah. So you guys can either DM me on Instagram, which you guys are, are seeing it now. Uh, I do sell my prints online. It's it's my name dot darkroom dot tech. That is linked in the bio of my Instagram. Uh, yeah. My TikTok is visuals by Brandon. Or you could probably just type in my name because it's Polish and it's pretty easy to find. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's that's really about it. What I have coming up, dude, just hopefully a lot of travel, getting back into photo stuff, going but crazy as usual. Everybody yeah. go to that website right now and buy at least five and uh, follow yeah. Brandon on everything, dude. I love you so much. Thank you. This was love long you, overdue. Many more episodes to come. This was a great Absolutely. intro into our uh, relationship into your mind. I love you. I hope you had a good time. Let's go, Bobby. Thank you, man. Love you too, man. Love you forever. All right. Goodbye, everybody. I'll see you next Sunday. Brandon will be with me forever. I love you all. See you later.